when you heal from your traumas, when you're awakened, you become lonely because then you start seeing everyone for who they are. You start pinpointing people's traumas. You look at this person and you're like, oh my God, uh, abandonment issues. Oh my God, daddy issues. Oh my God, mommy issues. Oh my God, narcissistic personality. And you start realizing everyone's issues and you realize that they're not doing anything about it and they don't even care about doing anything about it. And you don't want to be associated with these people because once you heal, you have strong boundaries. Mm. So you become lonely. I feel like that's where I am at the moment. But I love it. I'd rather be alone than with the wrong crowd. Mm. But at the same time, I have a very small circle, but that circle is so healthy, so loving, so nurturing, so accepting, so warm. It's like, it's like it, it oozes with love. And I never had that before. I have this now. So it's not about quantity. It's about quality. That's it. Yeah. You're listening to the Uncalled Impact Show. Hey, this is Raj Mantaj coming at you from the On Call Empath, and I am uh, excited about this new episode that I'm about to drop about how it's better to be alone. Before we get started, I want to thank each and every one of you. This podcast has been growing. We just moved up in ranks. I'm one of the top three recovery podcasts on the web, and I'm so grateful for each one of you. Hundreds of thousands of downloads on each episode, which tells me that you guys are listening and all your feedback means so much to me as well. Um, And all the guests that are writing in that want to be on the podcast, please uh, stay tuned. I have a team that will be reaching out to you uh, shortly just due to all the requests. I've already had almost 200 guests on this podcast, so Please bear with us as we sift through all the guests and trying to find the best doctors, therapists, you know, influencers in the world to come on the podcast and share their knowledge and expertise. We got some big names coming soon, so just stay tuned. But I want to dive into this episode because this is very personal to me. As I told you guys, I'm going to be starting to talk about more about myself. And I know a lot of you guys can relate with it because I hear you guys. I hear the, um, you know, the emails, um, and it seems it's very, very similar. Um, as empaths, we all have similar things with poor boundaries. You know, dealing with, you know, toxic people and trying to save our energy. And in this episode, I'm gonna actually talk to you how it's better to be alone. So stick uh, stick around till the end because. I'm going to give you some practical tips on how you can be alone and still make the best out of your day, your week, your year. I mean, sometimes I know being alone sucks, um, but sometimes it's needed to heal because you got to feel it to heal it. Um, And that was something I, I will be straight up honest with you guys is I would always go to other things as far as addictions like going online, scrolling, overeating you know, anything to take my mind off things. But until I got rid of the people around me, uh, and I'm still in the process of doing that, um, taking inventory of people that have no business being in my life, people that have bad habits. Um, Recently, I just had to block somebody who had a bad addiction. Um, Of course, you know, I'm not going to name any names on here, but this person had a lot of issues, not just addictions, but the life was a mess. Um, I mean, all day long, they would just smoke, you know, marijuana from day to evening. Um, 
really no goals in life, just kind of throwing stuff on the wall and hoping it sticks. Um, and of course, I have I'm not a person to judge, but when you're excessively doing one substance and you have like a problem waking up uh, in the morning and functioning and keeping a job long term um, and just lying in your room and not doing anything. I know firsthand what that feels like because I used to be like that. So I'm not saying I'm any better than anyone, but it is your duty to get yourself out of it. It is your job to not to sit there. And I don't want those types of people around me anyways, just because that's going to influence me. Now, again, I'm going to talk about things about things that I've actually been through. So it's not like, oh, I'm looking down on somebody who has a weakness of, you know, alcohol or weed or um, eating uh, excessively. We all go through that. In fact, I still struggle with that. So I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm any different, but it took a long, long time and a lot of trial and error and a lot of getting rid of uh, certain people in my life to get where I'm at now. And I don't want to be around that. I don't, I know myself, I don't want to be around people that is already down that's going to probably bring me down. So talking about why I write off people so quickly now without any remorse. I mean, I know like a lot of times people say, well, that's a little harsh, you know, maybe you should give the person a chance. I'm past that. Um, I see the red flags. I see people just like the clip that you heard earlier in this podcast episode. Um, somebody's coming in with narcissism or, you know, they have an anger issue or they have like, let's say a weed problem and they smoke 24 uh, seven, a drinking problem or their life is upside down. How is that going to help my life? If I bring that person into my life romantically or just energetically as a friend, how is that going to help me in any way? It won't. It's just going to stagnate me and bring me back to where I was before. And I'm not going to do that. So I'm very quick to write people off. And of course, you're going to get pushback. I'm going to tell you right now, people are going to call you names. They're going to say you're a gaslighter. They're even going to maybe call you a narcissist and call you the worst names because they're hurting inside, guys. These people that you don't want to be friends with will get upset because you're not going to be drinking their Kool-Aid. And that goes with jobs, that goes with friendships, that goes with relationships. Maybe you're in a relationship now and you have nothing in common with you know, your partner, but you guys get along for the most part. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who has their life upside down. They're constantly complaining they're always in some sort of um, crisis mode. How is that energy, you know, that energy that they are possessing is going to rub off on me? As I said in other episodes, the five people you hang around with are going to be, you're going to be the sixth one that is going to be doing that. It is a proven thing and I'm not about to do that. And that's why being alone, not lonely, being alone is so much better because with my time, I can work on myself, my business, uh, my health, exercise, you know, self-love, self-caring. I only want a small circle of friends. That's a key here. Small circle of friends, maybe two or three people that check it check up on me once uh, you know once a week we talk they know what I'm trying to do what I'm trying to build I want to be somewhere next year at this time 
I want this podcast to blow up even more. And so far, it's done amazing. I mean, I can't ask for anything more. Hundreds of thousands of uh, listeners, 200 guests. I mean, who would have thought? But did that happen overnight? No. If I hung around with the wrong people, would I have gotten there? Probably not. Because everyone's saying, who the hell do you think you are? You're not going to be a Joe Rogan, or you're not going to be a top 10 podcaster. And guess what? I'm pretty proud of where I, I've gotten. And I am in the top 10 now. And you know, I can I can probably say that. Did I put in a lot of work? Yes. Did I have to sacrifice things? Did I have to cut people off? Did I have to, you know, work after after my regular job to make this happen? Of course, it was sacrifice. Had I had somebody, let's say, I'm going to just say a girlfriend, which um, I had a uh, BPD girlfriend. Um, BPD stands for a bipolar um, disorder. Um, for those that don't know, it's a very serious disease. This was a couple months ago who, you know, they they were all about themselves, right? And they were all about what can you do for me? What can you bring to the table and my kids and so on and so forth? It was always a one-way street. So eventually, it was the best thing that happened to me in my life was when that person left me because I learned so much about myself, what I won't tolerate, and it gave me the best gift because from that point on, I know like the people that I've met, I know what I'm looking for now because I can't have something that's a one-way street. I need somebody to make have me as a partner um, in my journey so we can both help each other. But at the same time, let me do my thing. Um, this particular person had a lot of problems. I mean, not just financially, not mentally, like uh, even struggling with just having their own circle of friends, um, several fa failed marriages, poor choices. They've already made their life upside down. And I found out that once I got involved with this type of person that's all over the place, um, I, my life started to also stagnate and that I wasn't going to let that happen. And so what I'm, what I'm telling you guys, I'm not saying that, you know, you're better than someone. I'm not saying that, um, you're superior. All I'm saying is everyone's in a different place. I was also that person in a dark place, unable to work, depressed, anxiety prone, you know, no money. I was that guy, right? But I put my bootstraps on. I got rid of all the negative people and I got hooked up with people that only would give me positive things. I listened to good podcasts, YouTube videos, did research, started working on my body, started doing meditation, writing in my journal, and cutting off people that have no use in my life. Things started to change fast. And if you don't believe me, just look at how far I've come just just on the podcast thing, not just on my other uh, ventures, but just on the podcast alone from episode one to now over 230 or something like that, you can hear my voice more confident, more growth. Um, in fact, I'm attracting the top doctors, therapists, like the big names because they want to be on the show. Why is that? Before they, they didn't know who I was. They didn't care. They didn't want to put any effort, but now I have a list of people that's uh, on a waiting list. Why is that? Because I have value. They know where I'm trying to go to. They know that I have something to offer to the world that is changing lives, right? So in order for me to get to this point, I had 
to cut all those people off. And that's what this episode's try I'm trying to drive home is you're better off alone. Maybe having one or two ride or dies or people that you check in with, um, people that are going to push you in your journey, not bring you down. And that's even romantically, like even like I think the last couple uh, people I went out with, total mess, like their life is upside down, uh, having all kinds of problems with their past exes. Um, and remember, our past experiences we carry with us and we keep repeating the same pattern. So I can tell the way they're talking to me, the way they're treating me, their their, their swearing, their anger, their uh, emotions. It's not me that they're yelling at. They're yelling at the previous person and the previous person after that because what these people are used to is someone treating them bad. They're used to chaos. They want to be told what to do and yelled at and chaotic, being a chaotic. I cannot do that. I'm a loving person. I'm a giving person. And when you put somebody who's been abused and been like always in conflict with somebody who is rational, who's done the work, that could speak articulately and calm, that is definitely a, a, a red flag for them. And, and they usually run the other way, which is good for you. So that's why I'm saying don't try to don't try to run away from being alone because I think that's what I was doing for so long. And I had to be in a period of being alone and that's how the awakening happens, right? Um, you know, why didn't I feel you know, bad when I put these boundaries and saying no, uh, because I did it so many times. That's why it's so important. You develop these, these inner yes and no's like these, like, um, like a line in the sand on what you will accept and what you won't. When you walk into a room, you need to accept if you're going to accept that person or not, not the other way around. And then never, ever open up to anyone fully about your past or anything vulnerable because I found out a lot of people will use that against you, especially empaths. We like to be an open book, right? <laughs> and tell everything like, oh, this is what I went through. This is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? When things get tough and you guys get in a fight, they're going to go ahead and and start using that. They're going to say stuff like, oh, you're like this because of your parents or you're this, this old, this years, this many years old and you shouldn't learned. And because you had this happen to you, that's why you're like this. Don't let them analyze and do not for any reason, tell them anything personal about your life. Um, I know that I've made a mistake with that, with a couple past romantic relationships where they've used that against me. Um, so until you know somebody and they're you're in your circle of friends, you know, those two or three people, those are the people that you can share with. Those are the people you can cry with on their shoulder. But do not tell anyone at work, your, even like acquaintances, friends. They don't need to know. It's a need to know basis because I've I've been there, and what that does is that's that ammo is used against you. And these are things that I've learned. That's that's why I'm 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 just kind of throwing all these things out there because I know that when you do get in a fight, people are even if they don't say it in your face, they'll tell someone else. Well, they're like that because their father like beat them up, and um, you know they can't handle like a relationship. You know so. For them to say that, they, you would have to have told them something about your childhood, right? So it's the less you talk about with people, unless you really, really connect with somebody, it's it's a need-to-know basis. Finally, I want to talk about, you know, 
how to be alone and not feel uncomfortable because this is the main thing I feel like most people try to run away from because it's so uncomfortable. We rather scroll or be with wrong people, go into toxic relationships, um, go into addiction, alcohol, weed, whatever, so we don't have to face our reality. I mean, let's face it, right? Um, so how can we switch that around? Like, what can you do so you feel comfortable being alone? Well. I could just speak for myself. I mean, I know this has worked for me. I don't know necessarily will work for you, but for one, you have to have a routine. Um, every day you stick to it, and these routines have to be, you know, something very small at first. Maybe making your bed, you know, going for a ten minute walk when you wake up. Having that routine is going to set the tone for the day. Um, I know a lot of people don't have plans. They don't write anything in their journal. They're just willy nilly going at life like without a plan having a plan is a game changer and i know like i'm speaking the words and a lot of people are listening to it and when you get off the podcast you're you know it's just going to be something you're not going to do i'm telling you buy one of those cheap um little binders and just write in there at least five things you're going to do and stick to that every day make sure they're you know um you know nothing too too stressful and then as you master that you continue to add to that list and that means like finding more people that are on your level that are have the same goals self-care getting massages getting your hair done nails done um, going to the gym eating healthy then you start building on that and I promise you once you start doing that People will come to you, and that's what that's what happened to me. You're, you're. This is living proof. I, I get people contact me every day for the podcast. It's not because I'm a podcaster. Even when I'm out in public, people don't know that I'm a podcaster until I tell them. But they're like, "There's something about your energy. Like, you know, I want to be your friend, and that's all great and everything." But you have to continue and consistently. Consistency is number two. So whether you go to the gym. You know, make, you know, talk to one person, random person every day, um, you know, take yourself to the movies, make a good meal. You have to be consistent with it. You know, whatever you do, do it for yourself. Don't rely on anyone else. And that's one big thing I made a mistake is I was relying on other other people. So relying on other people's motivation to push me to go to the gym. No one's going to do the work. I'm going to say that again. No one's no one's going to push you. No one's going to come save you. And that's what um, the big problem with a lot of these people that I've uh, got out of my life. They are basically dead. They're walking around waiting till they die because they have no clue. They're just basically smoking their life away, eating their life away, um, just doing addiction, drinking their life away. And no matter what I say, it's not my job to get them out of that addiction, right? I can only work on myself. So think about that. Like your job is not to change anybody. Your job is to work on only controllables, which is yourself. And just wrapping up here, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to get a lot of pushback from friends and family and, and loved ones. You're going to get people that are going to be angry. Um, they're going to send you like voice messages and tell you that you've changed um, that you're all these worst, you know, names, you know, I've been called everything and, and before it used to bother me, but what I found out is, and this is, <laughs> this is really weird, but when they say that I'm the worst person in the world and I, 
you know, did this to them and I'm, I am a heartless person for walking away and why, why would you block me? You're, you're a nasty person. That tells me that I'm actually doing a good job. I'm actually taking care of myself. Believe it or not, when I get those, those pushbacks from a lot of these people, when they tell me like, I'm the worst person on the planet, that actually fuels me to know or, and, and it makes me feel like I'm actually on track. And before it used to do the opposite. I used to give in and be like, yeah, maybe I should let them back. And then I would go through this cycle. You have to stick to your guns. When you block somebody, when you cut them out, that's it. You cannot go back. You cannot communicate with them. You cannot go in their social media, nothing, zero. The minute you do that, you're doing a disservice to yourself. It's better to be alone for now than to go back to the, to toxic people, a narcissist. Maybe you're in a relationship with a narcissist and you can't really get out right now. I totally get it. But you could make plans to get out in the future, right? You know, you could always, it's all about planning. It's all about writing in that journal. Start off with making your bed. Start off with like drinking a lot of more water. Start, you know, talking to more positive people. Start with those three things and then start adding, okay, I'm going to get away from this narcissist by 2024 of February, you know, boom, and then just do it. You know, how are you going to do it? Write down a game plan, but just don't try to do everything in your head and be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to change or I'll try to have boundaries or I'll, I'll try to go to a therapist this year and talk about my problems or I'm going to get rid of this person and, and get out of this toxic relationship because we'll not do that until it's written down on some sort of piece of paper and you look at it every day and you figure out how am I going to get from A to B. And that could be for financial too. I've done that. I've wrote down a number. I'm like, how am I going to get to this number? Okay, you got to do this, this, this. You need this many episodes. You need this many guests. You need this many side hustles and you'll get that number. The same thing works with toxic people. This person is toxic. They're a weed smoker. They smoke all day long. They do nothing for me. They're lazy. Their life's a mess. Do I want that? No. How do I get away from them? Well, I stop texting every day. I bring my, my text down to like twice a week, then once a week. Then I tell them it doesn't work. Then I expect them to blow up at me, and that's when I block them. Boom. That's what stuff that I write down in my journal, and guess what? It works, and my anticipation you know, of everything that I just listed happens, and I know that I can't feel bad because I ex already expected it. I expected them to sh push back. I expected them to get angry and tell me how bad of a person I am and how they told all my friends that I'm the worst people person on the planet. I expect that, and that's a good thing. I know it, so it sounds bad for empaths, and we don't like being criticized. We don't like being put down, but trust me, when... When toxic people that have no place in your life that bring you down, they're angry because they can't bring you down too. And that's the bottom line. Anyways, <laughs> that was a, a mouthful. I wanted to get this out because I, not only because of my personal experiences I've had in the last couple months uh, with toxic people that I had to, you know, block, but a lot of you have been writing in, you are living with people that are toxic. And I get that. Use the method of writing it down and then writing steps on how you're going to get out. It could be small as making your bed to start. And then it could be complex as like, I'm going to get a U-Haul 
pay this money and moved out at 2 a.m. when they're sleeping. That's what, if that's what it takes, you have to be very specific in your game plan and not tip them off with, for a lot of people, you can't just pick up and block them on your phone because they'll find a way to, to, to get back at you. And believe me, when hurt people like to hurt people and as empaths, we're prime targets. So expect people to get angry, expect to be uncomfortable when you're alone, but fight through it. Reach out to me, join my Facebook group, um, keep listening to this podcast because you deserve it. You really do. After everything you've been through in life, you've made it this far, and uh, it's one day at a time, one foot in front of the other. That's how I say it, right? So with that said, stay tuned for the next episode. I got a lot more guests. Again, thanks again for being a loyal listener. Please share, like this episode, um, and it would mean a world to me if you can um, share this with anyone that might be going through the similar things. Um, With that said, stay tuned for the next episode, and we are out. You're listening to the On Call Empath.